and welcome back. My name is Jeff Nowak. You're listening to Inside Black and Gold. Make sure if you like what you're hearing, hit that subscribe button. Give us five stars if you don't mind. Give us a review if you have any input you'd like to share. And we're going to get right into, well, I say we're, I'm going to get right into it here. I had to cut Steve loose. Steve, Steve is going out of town. We recorded the first two segments in the morning. And then I had to run out to the facility, the Saints facility, got a few good interviews in the locker room. And now I'm back recording the final segment, which and it was a good thing I went out there because they have not yet announced the practice squad as I record this. It is 5 p.m. on Wednesday. But, you know, one of the ways you can find out who the practice squad is, is by going to practice, which we did, and <laughs> kind of IDing who didn't make the roster, but was still out there. Um, so here are the 14 names that I saw at practice who had been cut, which indicates that they are on the practice squad. So the 14 names that I saw out there who got cut yesterday and were participating in practice today, defensive back, Vincent Gray, that's not a surprise to me. I thought that what he showed in that final preseason game where he played cornerback and safety, you have Dennis Allen loves talking about positional versatility. And anytime you see a guy doing that, you can bet, you know, dollars to donuts. They're going to try to keep him around. And that's what's going on with Vincent Gray. Also cornerback, Demarcus Fields, linebacker, Chase Hansen, linebacker, Nephi Sewell, Linebacker Eric Wilson, defensive tackle Josh Black, defensive tackle Jordan Jackson, offensive lineman Josh Andrews, center Nick Martin, wide receiver Dejon Dixon, wide receiver Kirk Merritt, wide receiver Rashid Shaheed, and tight end J.P. Holtz. Um, I had someone tell me they saw John Bostic out there as well. I didn't see him. I didn't identify him by them, by his number, so I'm not going to report that he's on the practice squad, but um, that's the other name that I was aware of that I wasn't able to confirm. So keep that in mind. The f- so that's 15. You have a 16 man practice squad. That's 15 players. And I think what probably happened there is the 16th player was supposed to be Ian book and he was signed or he was claimed on waivers by the Eagles. So I think that's probably why you only have 15. The guy who wasn't out there who I was surprised by was Abram Smith number 33 was not on the field. He's not on the practice squad as far as I can tell, but maybe he will be now that you have that extra spot open, but that's going to be something we need to watch for. The saints have not had not announced the practice squad as of 5 PM. By the time this posts, you'll probably have the full list, but that's what I am aware of right now. And we're going to kind of go off that, but I think that is a pretty solid list. It's pretty close to the list that I had put out in my projection um, with the exception of obviously Chase Hansen, Nephi Sewell, I had on my final roster. I'm kind of bummed that they didn't make the final roster, but you do keep them around on the practice squad. You're able to elevate them a few times throughout the season and maybe sign them if you end up needing them down the road to the active roster. So that's a good thing. And I think that's a pretty solid practice squad. Um, the only question I have is whether you need to go out and find a quarterback, which I think you probably do whether it's KJ Costello, who is a little familiar with the system, you had him in one way or another. I think you need someone who can go out there and run scout team quarterback. Right. And I think that the saints are probably a little bummed because they wanted to, you know, keep Ian book on the practice squad. Right. He's a guy who knows the offense. He's a guy who can move around. He's athletic. He can simulate some of these mobile quarterbacks you're going to end up facing. And the Eagles, you know, <laughs> I don't know what they saw in Ian Book. You know, I, I think that he's an interesting player, an intriguing player, but 
I was very surprised to see him claimed on waivers just from what we saw in the preseason. But hey, you know, they they now get to keep Ian Book on the roster and he's going to be backing up Jalen Hurts to some to some degree. So, hey, you know, good for him. Good for Ian, right? He gets a shot on another roster and he gets a guaranteed spot on their 53 because when you claim someone off waivers, you get a guaranteed spot on the 53. One player who did make the 53 roster, the only UDFA to make the 53-man roster this year is Lewis Kidd, who I was able to chat with in the locker room today and take a listen. Coming as a UDFA, you know, just how, what is that feeling like when you make the roster? Just because it's such a hard road to actually get to that mission. Yeah, yeah, it's super surreal. Um, you still kind of almost don't even feel like, you know, oh, is this is this legit? Like, you know, you kind of see it on Twitter circulating and stuff, and it's like, all right, can I get excited yet? Like, is this is this time? But it's, you know, it's exciting stuff. You know, I had my, you know, my excitement time and all that stuff, and I'm still super excited. Um, you know, eager to, to continue to learn and to grow. Um, but at the end of the day, like I kind of told the other people, is like I'm just I'm I'm here to work still. Um, nothing's really changing. Um, I'm here. I'm a part of this team now, and I'm, I'm very excited to be a part of this culture and be a part of this organization. And um, you know, it's just the work continues, and that's what I plan on doing. Just put my head down and getting better every day. Gotcha. And you know, just coming into the NFL, what was the was there anything that really kind of you did not expect from a work perspective, from a game perspective? No, honestly, I mean, you know, I feel like you know you play college ball long enough. There's kind of that. Um, that process, you know, game day stuff, how how the weeks work out, all that stuff is like it prepares you pretty pretty well, honestly, in my opinion. At least, you know, coming from Montana State, even though it was a smaller school, but you know, how you practice, um, you know, good on good versus scout team, stuff like that. Um, you know, how you travel, you know, how you take care of your body and stuff. But um, as far as just like the organization part and the whole process of it, it's been it's been a pretty smooth transition. I've enjoyed it. And, um, you know, the support staff, the coaches, and all the team makes it super easy for you. So never been any issues there. Gotcha. And this is a pretty veteran group, a lot of first-round picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Eric's the only second-round pick on the starting mm-hmm. line. You know, so has that helped kind of in that process? There's a lot of people to kind of pull information from and kind of lean. 100%. I mean, you know, this this group has a lot of a lot of information and a lot of gold that you're trying to dig at because it's like these guys have played a lot of games. They played a lot of games together, um, which I think is is super important. You know, um, because even though you got guys who have played a long time, if they've played with you know multiple different people, there's some there's some good in that. But I think you know, as an O line, as a unit, um, to be able to say that you've played years together with a core group. Um, you know, only makes you better. I think the communication level is awesome. Something really to strive for, something to look at and be like, okay, I want to be able to communicate with these guys, how they communicate with each other, and just kind of mesh into that as best as I can. Um, but it's been awesome. A lot of information, a lot of great experience, um, you know, being able to pick their brains about different things, different plays. Um, it's been awesome. So, you know, Lewis Kidd is interesting. I don't know if he would have made the roster if not for Trevor Penning's injury. But, you know, good for him. You know, it's an opportunity for him to step forward. You know, the Saints did claim Tanner Owen off the Bills, off the Bills cut list. And so they're going to have to keep him on the roster. And so I do wonder what that means for Lewis Kidd. They might revert him to the practice squad. But either way, it's a cool story. Small school kid able to get a chance to make that roster. That doesn't happen for a lot of people. It's rare to see guys make the practice or make the 53 man roster as a UDFA. And I think it says a lot about, you know, what the work he put in, um, in his rookie season. So good on him. 
And, uh, you know, you just kind of kind of keep going and see what happens there. Um, here's a good question. So what's so special about Traquan Smith? Now, one thing to keep in mind here, there are a few players who I think made the roster because you plan to put them on IR, right? Malcolm Roach reverted to IR today. I think Trevor Penning reverts to IR. And I wouldn't be surprised if Traquan Smith, who's dealing with a shoulder injury, reverts to IR. And that probably saved his spot on the roster. He might have had one either way. But what's so special about Traquan Smith? Well, you know, he's something, he's a guy who does what the dirty work, he does the things that not everyone excels at. Every every wide receiver wants to go out there and, uh, you know, catch passes. And not everyone dreams about going out there and just blocking on a, you know, on a, on a crack toss play, but that's what he does. And he does it well. And that's going to find you a spot on the roster. You know, another guy, Nick Finette, who restructured his deal, you know, much like Latavius Murray last year, I don't know if, if he declines that, <laughs> he probably doesn't make the roster. So these are the things that, you know, the, the, there's a thin line here and you kind of go for it. But that's, you know, Traquan, it's easy to do that and you kind of go from there. But they just released Dwayne Washington earlier today. So that was while I was driving home. Well, he is dealing with an injury, so it'll be, I wouldn't be surprised if they do bring him back on the practice squad. Um, the other guy who's dealing with an injury is Paulson Adebo. We found out today that's an ankle injury. And so he's expecting to be ready week one. I talked to Landon Young and Carl Granderson. They both say they're healthy and ready to go week one. So that's good. Adam Troutman, another guy who was dealing with an injury, sounds like he's good to go. So yeah, let's just get into it. Why did they release Dwayne Washington? Well, I expect it's because he's dealing with an injury. And rather than revert him to IR, they decided to release him so they can probably, because they had to make a roster move somewhere. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if he's a guy who gets brought back um, he's a valuable special teams guy, but I also think it probably tells you that they're confident in Tony Jones Jr. He's a guy who made the roster for the second consecutive year, and uh, he's going to have a role on special teams. But I, I am surprised to see that Dwayne Washington is no longer on the roster. He's been there for so long. He feels like he just has a baked in role, um, but it'll be interesting to watch over the next 24 hours. They did have to make a corresponding move with Tanner Owen. There's going to be some spots opening up. I think this might be a situation where there's a veteran player much like you saw Aldrich Roses last year, um, Alex Arma last year, they got released and that with the intention of bringing them back because the Saints felt confident that they could bring them back. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's what's happening with Dwayne Washington here. But it does mean, you know, he can go sign somewhere else if he, will, if he wants to. So that is, uh, that is interesting. And yeah, that literally happened as I was walking out of the door of the facility and in the car on the way home. So um, that is surprising to me for sure. It means that you have a running back room of Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, and Tony Jones Jr., which that sure sounds like a room that's going to get another name in it somewhere, whether that's Dwayne Washington or somebody else. I would expect him to come back. You know, someone says Washington is not that good. I mean, he's a special teams contributor. I'm not surprised that he might not be in the RB3 race. I thought that going in where Tony Jones Jr. made more sense. But he's a good special teamer. He's a valuable guy to have around. And I would be surprised if they just released him with no intention of bringing him back. But we'll end up seeing in the next couple of days. You know, it's a it's a rough day for, you know, players that have been around for the last few years because CJ is no longer there. But we did talk to Dennis Allen today. One thing that he said that was interesting is they're not going to necessarily just say, okay, this is the slot corner, right? The way CJ was the slot corner, we knew what he was going to play. It sounds like their plan is going to be okay, let's look at the team we're facing. What do they like to do out of the slot? Do they have a really athletic tight end like Kyle Pitts? Maybe that's a guy who you need a more physical corner. So maybe you'll go with a PJ Williams or Justin Evans or an Alante Taylor. 
Is this more of a cover situation where they run a lot of fast receivers out of the slot? Because I think that would suit Bradley Roby a little better. And I think that's what you're going to have where Dennis Allen really likes to be adjustable. And I think this allows him to do that. So if you are looking for the, the most minuscule silver lining in C.J. Gardner-Johnson's departure, it's probably that you can be a little more unpredictable with how you adjust your game plan on the defensive side of the ball as it pertains to nickel, the nickel corner, more than you could in the past because you knew that that was C.J.'s bag and he was going to be doing it. So I think it's a weak silver lining, but you could argue it. And uh, that's that's kind of what I expected him to say because that's something that he values very much is positional versatility and not having to be pigeonholed into, okay, we're doing this every week. It's one of the reasons you brought in Marcus May and Tyron Matthew because you feel comfortable with one playing strong, one playing free, and then flipping it whenever you need to. So I think you're going to see a similar situation with some of the depth safeties and the nickel corner. Marlon Mack is still out there. Yeah, that's an interesting option if they decide to go there. They'd have to sign him off the Texans practice squad because he did get signed to the Texans practice squad. But he's an option. But I think it's a tough sell to me to look at a guy who just got released by the Texans who aren't exactly a powerhouse in the run game. You know, Damian Pierce looked good, not great. Um, That doesn't inspire a ton of confidence to me that, that he's ready to go. The guy who I might take a long look at is Trey Sermon, who got released by the 49ers. Um, He's a second year player. And I think his issue was, you know, more so that he was stuck behind Elijah Mitchell and they just drafted another running back in the mid rounds. I think Ty Davis price at LSU. So I think he might be a guy who you take a flyer on if you, uh, if you really feel that he might not have gotten a fair shake out in San Fran, but uh, I would be surprised if it's Marlon Mack. And I think from what we know about the Saints and how they operate in terms of these last few roster spots, I would be surprised if you don't see Dwayne Washington back in the building in the next couple of days. But that's uh, that's just my take on it. So one other thing that I'll mention that when we talked to Bradley Roby, he didn't exactly light up when we when we brought up the concept of him playing in the slot. I think it's something that he'll do if he's asked to. But I'm he didn't strike me as a guy who's who's thrilled about the prospect of playing in the slot. So that'll be interesting to watch. I don't know if it's definitely going to be Bradley Roby in the slot. I really don't. I think PJ Williams might profile as the better option there, especially when you're talking about like Atlanta, for instance, you know, week one where you're going to have to figure out how to cover Kyle Pitts. He's a big dude. You got to be physical with that guy. And I just don't think that's, you know, I think Bradley Roby is a really good cornerback. I think he's a good cover corner. He's just not physical at the point of attack, right? I just don't, I don't think that's his, that's the the primary strength of his game. Whereas being a ball hawk is a really strong element in his game. And I want to see him in coverage with the ability to kind of, you know, crash down and play kind of robber sets where he can go and make those interceptions. Because I think getting your hands on the ball and being able to catch it as a defensive back is a skill that not everyone has. And I think you want to take advantage of that. And it's a whole harder to take advantage of that in the slot. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's PJ week one, um, but that'll be something to watch. And I think that's also something that if PJ is out there week one, that that's not necessarily going to be the plan every week. Again, this is the final segment of the episode of inside black and gold. Steve Geller and myself recorded the first two this morning, but he had to go out of town. So it's kind of a weird disjointed episode, but that's going to wrap it up on this episode of inside black and gold. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. 
Hit me up on Twitter at Jeff underscore Nowak. You can hit Steve up on Twitter at Steve Geller, WWL. Make sure to check out WWL.com for the latest news, notes, and analysis. I have the list of practice squad entries there, and we'll see how it goes. All right, y'all. Peace.